we are going to jump in. So today we are going to learn, we're not going to meditate today, we are going to learn the 18th chapter of Tehillim. It's a very important passage. I'll just read through it very quickly or show it to you very quickly, uh, just so that you have a sense of what it's all about. So I'm just going to share my screen. And here we go. Okay. So we'll just read through it very quickly just so you'll get a sense of what it's all about and we'll come back and, and analyze certain words. So, um, so this is a song that David HaMelech writes. This song, When God saved him from the hands of all of his enemies and from the clutches of Shaul. Okay, so this song seems to be like a grand finale type of song when he is saved from everyone. We don't know exactly at what point that, that actually takes place because David HaMelech was constantly fighting against enemies. But nonetheless, that is how it's introduced. And we'll come back to the, that introduction. And then, again, I don't want to, I think it'll take us too long to read it line by line. But David HaMelech goes ahead and we'll open, read the first few lines. Vayomer, he said, Erchamcha Hashem Chizki, I adore you or I love you, Hashem, my strength. Hashem Sali Mitsudasi, you are my crag. That's an interesting word. I don't like that translation. You are my rock. You are my rock and my fortress. Mephalti and my savior, my rescuer. Kaili, my God. Suri, my rock. Echzebo, I seek refuge in you. Magini, my shield. Vikaren Yishi, and the horn of my salvation. Misgabi, my haven. Muhulo Ekra Hashem, all praise. I call it Hashem. Mun Aiva, Yishvashea. And uh, I was delivered from my enemies. Afafuni, Chavle Maves. I was encompassed by the ropes of death. We'll come back to the, were those words, ropes. Venachale vlial yivasuni and torrents or streams of blial. Blial means people without a, wo- a yoke. Yivasuni, they terrified me. Chevle sheol sivavuni, ropes of sheol. Now sheol means hell. That's another word in Hebrew for hell. But sheol is, of course, as of course I'm sure you noticed, also sounds like sha'ul. Kidmuni mokshe maves, snares of death confronted me. So let's take, and then he goes on and describes the fact that he went through many difficult times, and each one of those times, Hashem has looked out for him, okay? So this seems to be an all-encompassing chapter of Tehillim, and that's the way it's understood by many of the commentators. And so many of the commentators do see in these words allusions, although no explicit mention is made of any particular challenge, other than Shaul being called out by name, and Shaul being one of his greatest challenges because Shaul was a king of Israel and also was trying to kill him while David was also supposed to be assuming some level of leadership. But the commentators understand that the different challenges that David Melech went through are alluded to in this passage. So let's read through this, just a couple of words from the opening psukim, and you'll see already how the different challenges that David uh, faced, encountered, how they're alluded to over here. So first he calls David Sali, from the word Sela. Sela is a, a rocky terrain. So this, the commentator suggests, is an allusion to Shmuel Aleph, the 23rd chapter, where it says, Vayered HaSela, that David HaMelech went down to the Sela, again, some mountainous or rocky terrain, and what happens? Shaul comes along and starts to encircle him. Shaul encompasses him, he Shaul surrounds him on both sides, and then miraculously, Shaul hears a message and decides that it's not a good idea to attack David there and walks away. So David Amelech over here alludes that he calls God his Sela because when he was in that Sela, he almost died. He almost was killed while he was there. Shaul Hamelach, King Saul, surrounded him and God protected him. And therefore he calls God, you are my Sela, you are my rock, because God protected him in that 
time and in that place. Similarly, Mitsudasi, which means my fortress, uh, the commentator suggests there's a reference to another section in the book of Shmuel um, in Perak Chaf Dalit. It speaks about the fact that David went to the fortress, the Mitsuda, in Ein Gedi. I'm sure many of you have visited Ein Gedi. It's a place where once again, David was surrounded by Shaul. And again, David was miraculously saved. He escaped the clutches of Shaul. Okay, let's keep on reading. Um, for the few words later, Echasebo, I will seek refuge in you. This would seem to be a reference to something that is found in a later chapter in Tehillim. In chapter 34 in Tehillim, we find a discussion about Achish Melech Gas, one of David's non-Jewish enemies who um, wanted to seek vengeance against David. So Achish Melech Gas, and in that chapter where David Amelch describes his ability to defeat Achish, he describes the fact that uh, David refers to God as his the, the, the word of echsebo is found numerous times in that chapter, and so again, we find an allusion to that section. Okay? The term magini, uh, Karen yishi, God is my horn. So a horn could be a reference to like a, go, uh, a horn of an ox, something which is able to attack, but a karen is also a reference, it would seem, to the horn that David Amelech was anointed with. The commentators make a big fuss. They, they emphasize the fact that David was anointed with a horn. That's the way that Shmuel Hanavi anointed him, and that um, carried great significance. Other kings were not anointed with an oil filled with a horn. They were just anointed with oil and the horn being highly symbolic and that perhaps is alluded to over here. Ephafuni chavle maves. Again, a few lines later, the fact that David is surrounded or encompassed by literally ropes of death. So this would, numerous times, David speaks about the fact that he is on the verge of being killed, on the verge of death. Uh, but we do find there's a very fascinating episode early in the, in the conflict between David and Shaul, where David is um, surrounded when he is in the same house, in the same room as, da- as Shaul's daughter, Michal. We know that Shaul first allowed David to marry his daughter, Michal, and then decided to kill David. And how does David escape? He escapes through the window. How in Tanakh do people escape through the window or in all our fairy books as well? Uh, how do we escape through the window? By a rope. That's how you escape. And so the allusion to Chevle Mavis, the ropes of death, uh, once again, an allusion to another one of David Amelech's encounters, Yivasuni, that the torrents of Lial. Lial is a reference again to someone who has no yoke and one of David's greatest enemies. A man that's not so well known to those who don't study Tanakh, uh, but a man who is called Sheva bin Bichri. Ishimini is a man who rallies the Jewish people against David. And in Shmuel Beis, in chapter 20, when he's introduced, it says, Visham, visham, visham nikra ish v'li'a'al. There was a man without a yoke, that same term, Ushmo Sheva ben Bichri Ishimini. Um, and so once again, we find this individual who, um, who is one of David's enemies. And then Chevli Sheol Sevavuni, the ropes of Sheol. Again, Sheol is a term that references hell. But of course, it also could be a reference to Shaul, the king, who is surrounding David at all times, at least while Shaul was still alive, almost killing David. Again, I'm not going to continue reading throughout the rest of the chapter, but you see over here that our, that that numerous episodes in David and Malik's life are alluded to over here, which makes a lot of sense based on the introduction of this chapter, where David says he's singing this song on the day that God saved him from all of his enemies. And so let's talk about that for a moment, because there's something very interesting over here, and that is that this song is found in almost an identical format in the book of Shmuel. Not identical, but it is the only one of David HaMelech's songs that is found both in Tehillim and in the book of Shmuel. 
Most songs, we know David composed many songs. Most of them are not found in the book of Shmuel. Shmuel is the book that tells the story. Tehillim is the book that is the, the diary, the poetry that David sang and wrote and composed during his travails or during his high times as well. So why, but there's one song that is a crossover that is both in the book of Tehillim and in the book of Shmuel, and that is this song. There are a number of nuanced differences, which is a class onto its own. Certainly, we don't have the time for that, but if you have the time, spend the time to study these, this song that we're reading over here with its version in the book of Shmuel, in the book of Samuel, because there are differences, but they're subtle. And the question is, why is this song the only song that is found in the book of Shmuel? If David HaMelech wrote all of Tehillim, or at least much of Tehillim, why don't more of his songs appear there? Why is this the one song? So there are many answers to this question, but the most straightforward answer, I believe, is that that the Barbanel suggests, uh, Don Isaac or Yitzchak Barbanel suggests that the reason this song is found in both places is because this song was sung all the time, right? In other words, David HaMelech composed many songs. He was constantly writing. He was that guy who was carrying that journal around with him at all times, scribbling away, because wherever he was, even in the darkest of times, he would turn to Hashem and compose the most moving liturgy possible. But there was one song that he would constantly revisit, specifically during his most challenging times, and that is this chapter 18 of Tehillim. This was David's, what I would call his favorite song, or his go-to song. It was the song that he sang in each one of these circumstances. That's exactly how the chapter is introduced. That's why the Barbanel's approach makes so much sense. It's, it's not that he sang it after all these enemies were defeated. But in each one of these circumstances, there was always a go-to prayer, a go-to song that David sang during these times, and that is this. And I find that personally, it's a simple point, but it's so moving to me. You know, David is constantly coming up with new ideas. He has new songs, new angles. I mean, the, the, the plethora of, of styles and, and, and expressions of, of all forms of emotional expression that's found in, in, in Tehillim is, is overwhelming. It's beautiful. It's evocative. And yet David Amalek, as creative as he was, he had his go-to song. Maybe we'd call it in our modern day uh, version, his comfort song. This was the thing that he turned to, the prayer that he turned to, because he had many difficult circumstances, but he had one song, despite whatever else he wrote, that he would always come back to this. This was his one prayer. And I think if we're going to take something practical out of this, if David Amalek, who was so creative, who was able to write a new song every day of the week, every moment he was able to write something new and powerful and moving, and there's something very exciting about something new uh, and creative and energetic and, and something we're always looking for the new thing and the next thing. But David Amalek also had his go-to thing, his comfort song, his comfort prayer. And I'm sure for all of us, we have certain prayers which if we put some thought into it, we realize, you know, this is my prayer. This is the prayer that I always come back to. You know, I'll share personally the words, Hashem Svasai Tiftach Ufi Yagiti Lasecha, that God opened my mouth and let my mouth sing your praise is, is words that, that I find to be the most moving words, both in prayer, both whenever I'm about to speak to someone, about to have a difficult conversation. Those are words that I will come back to. I will always, under my breath, I will say, because those words to me, again, they speak to me. They don't speak to you, maybe. That's fine, right? But each of us could find, if we spend some time thinking about what is the tefillah, what is the prayer, what is the song that speaks to me? If David HaMelech, who as creative as he was, who's always coming up with new angles, had one tefillah that he constantly came back to, and it gave him comfort, and it gave him inspiration, it gave him connection to Hashem, I think it behooves all of us. We, we could all be inspired by David to try to find out what's our song, what's our tefillah, and to have it in our back pocket, 
And at any moment, at every moment, because we're constantly in need of Hashem, we're constantly in need of divine assistance to be able to quickly come back to that tefillah and review it and use it to help us connect to Hashem during those times. So you could could go endlessly into this chapter of Tehillim, uh, but I think I would want to leave you with that idea, that suggestion. Again, this alludes to all the different travails of David HaMelech, but most importantly, David had a go-to tefillah, and I think we could do the same. Thank you for joining. I'll see you all tomorrow. We'll go over the parsha. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Take care. What was that, Sandy? I missed that. What, What was that? I missed what you said. Perfect. There we go. Right? Everyone has their own tefillah. Good. Know your tefillah. Say your tefillah. Amazing. Good. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you tomorrow. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.